Hey, beautiful people. Welcome back to the SoulCast podcast. I am your hostess with the mostest, Brittany with love, and I'm here to guide you, make you laugh, and heal you all at once. You ready? Let's do it. This episode is brought to you by Virality Co., a branding agency catered to the modern-day creative entrepreneur. Hey, everybody. This is Brittany back with SoulCast. I am so excited because I am in the studio with Tracy Collins. And if you know me, you've known that I, or if you've met me, then you've heard me talk about Tracy a bunch of times. But I am excited and kind of nervous, but more excited to have her in the studio. Um, So I will let her introduce herself. Here she is. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much, Brittany, for having me. I don't know what you say to the people. (laughs) (laughs) However, you can be as vulgar as you like, curse as much as you want, just be you. (laughs) So, What else do you want me to say? Like, introduce myself? Yeah. Oh, my God. I don't know what to say. That's the hardest thing for me to do (laughs) is actually give an introduction about myself. I think the best way that I like to be described is just I'm I'm a boss. Everything I do yes, is, is is I head it and that's really important to me. Just leading in uh, being a businesswoman. Yeah. 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 I mean you can go into it and we can talk about the, the vast businesses <laughs> that I have. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, a little bit about Tracy. So, I met Tracy not even a year ago um, for my doula training. And the before I actually did the doula training, um, meeting her was, was, or hearing about her was interesting because everyone said the same thing about her being a boss and, you know, just doing and being great and exuding excellence. And I was like, okay, so I have to meet this woman because I'm trying to be that person. So here I am all of these weeks or months later since I did the class. And uh, yeah, she lived up to that expectation. She lived up to the Google search. And it was like, (laughs) okay, cool. So I am meeting greatness in the flesh. And um, yeah, so I take any opportunity possible to be around Tracy Collins. And yeah. I just want to have, like, positive impact on black women, mm-hmm. like such as yourself and women who are younger than you and older than me. Because, you know, you've heard me say a lot, like, we're just mere reflections of each other. Mm-hmm. So if I mistreat you, then I'm going to be mistreating myself, and that's not something that I want to do. Right. Yeah. So today's episode is called Black Women Talk Your Shit. And the reason that is the name of this podcast is because I feel like as a black woman, we are, or black women, we are always put in a box as to what we can say, how we can own ourselves, our businesses, our throne. And I really just wanted to take a moment to be vain and and talk about us and our accomplishments. And I thought, what better person to have than Tracy? Oh my God. <laughs> because she is the shit in there. As she said, she has receipts to back it up. Um, and I was like, well, I don't know anybody else that can really talk shit and, and back it up besides Tracy because she has done her mirror work, her self work. And yeah. 
It, so yeah, but all of that has come at like a great expense too. Mm. You know, like you go through a process of like, wait a minute, this is what I was taught and told and sold. And then, wait a minute, that's not true. So mm-hmm. I now I have to spend time unlearning all of this stuff and relearning and the same time growing and developing as a young black woman, as a young mother at the time. And, and you know, some business failures at the same time. But mm-hmm. picking myself up, turning myself around, dusting myself off and really praying for the lesson in it all because... One of the things that I say is don't be afraid to fail. Be afraid not learning the lesson when you fall because it's the lesson that's the teaching moment. And so now when I fail, I'm like, okay, what's the lesson? Because I don't have time to stay there. (laughs) So I got to learn a lesson and keep it pushing. Right. So uh, one of the so back up. Tracy is a serial entrepreneur. And as you guys know, so am I. (laughs) <laughs> in my mind, I am. Um, thank you. And um, one of the mega brands that she has is National Black Doula Association. And I wanted to talk to you about how you manifested that and brought it to life. I know we talked about it in the doula training, mm-hmm. but I wanted people. The, the thing about me is I try to be as real and transparent as possible because everyone just sees what people post on social media and that's the victory. Right. Everybody posts their victory. No one posts the struggles. A lot of people I do, but some people don't post the struggles and the process and the creative process that you have to go through to get that empire that you know mm-hmm. now you have. Right. Um, and I just wanted you to talk about um, what it took for you as long or as short as you'd like Um, what it took for you to build that National Black Doula Association? Well, thank you, So, first of all. But it's still building. You know, it's it's still in... It's not in the embryonic phase. I want to say it's more in the fetal phase. Okay. um, Because it grows every day. But uh, back in 2017, two and a half years ago almost, I decided to create what I thought was going to be an online directory of black doulas. Mm -hmm. And for me, at my, in my level of research, I didn't see anything out there that really spoke to the level of professionalism that I wanted to bring Mm -hmm. and curate for something like this. So that's what I did is I came up with the name and it was a really quick process. I don't spend time dwelling on my business name. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I came up with the name, bought the domain, and I started formulating this online directory while I'm establishing, of course, the social media handles, which is really important Mm -hmm. when you first start a business. And so as I was building and growing and people started registering, I started doing Instagram lives Mm -hmm. and... What it did was people got a sense of my personality and it was no longer the old way mm-hmm. or the old white woman way of doing business in mm-hmm. this very colorful world. Right. And especially something that I, I'm really passionate about, which is the black maternal death rate. And I wanted to create a resource for families to find black doulas mm-hmm. and a resource for ba- black doulas to be patronized okay. because I wanted to get out of the stigma of black doulas are not being patronized. We are being patronized. However, mm-hmm. our business infrastructure was failing. Right. And that's where the emphasis came. It's like, how do you build a business mm-hmm. from the ground up? And so 
that's one of the things or platforms that the NBDA stands on is the business infrastructure. But once people started getting a taste of my personality and mm-hmm. I'm real no nonsense and I'm very kind of off the cuff, I just kind of say what's on my mind. Mm-hmm. But like you said, I definitely have receipts to back it up. This is not my, it wasn't my first or second or third go run at building a business. So right. it was, you know, it was just like, okay, you do this, 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 and this. Um, <laughs> and so when they got a sense of my personality and my level of experience in education, mm-hmm. you know, which dated back starting in the year 2000, then they were like, no, we want you to train us. Mm-hmm. And that was the piece that threw me for a, a loop. It was about a year and a half of people asking me, please create trainings for us. Please. We want to train <laughs> under you. And I'm like, I don't want to train anybody. I don't want to, I don't, I did not want that level of responsibility. Mm-hmm. Then spirit told me, why not you? And then when right. that moment happened, I had to take a woosaw moment mm-hmm. and say, okay, okay. Yeah. And that's how the trainings, which we started, of course, with the birth doula training, which is the rebirth mm-hmm. doula training. And it has now grown into five five trainings that are offered, you know, under the NBDA that really deal with well woman or whole woman. I'm sorry, Mm -hmm. with whole woman because of my midwifery background and my Mm -hmm. midwifery foundation, I deal in whole woman. So we don't just talk about birth, but we deal with before birth and Mm -hmm. sex and fertility and, you know, birth and postpartum and, you know, placenta encapsulation, all of, and sex doula train, SSX. So you have to say that twice. <laughs> but so now it has evolved into that. Mm-hmm. And the next phase that we're getting ready to or that I'm getting ready to release before the end of the year are national trainers within the National Black Doulas Association. Mm-hmm. So all trainings won't just be coming, you know, from me, but it is the curriculum that I've created. Very, cool. very, very cool. So that's the MBDA. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so where did you get your start within the midwifery? Oh, I can never say that word. Um, and doula realm. So, um, in the year 2000, I started out as a doula with Dona, and then about okay. two to three years into my doula career, I'm from Oakland, so in the Bay Area, I took uh, Elizabeth Davis's Heart and Hands program into midwifery, and I learned the vast areas of midwifery which were CNN, which is Certified Nurse Midwife, CL, um, CPM, which is Certified Practical or Certified certified Practical with Midwife. And then there's LM, which is Licensed Midwife. And for mm-hmm. me, I decided that CPM was the route that I wanted to go. Okay. Um, and so after taking the beginning and advanced Um, midwifery courses then Mm -hmm. I was the only black doula in the whole training first of all beginning and advanced in the midwifery training I'm sorry in the midwifery classes but I was the only doula period or only person period to walk away with a midwifery apprenticeship okay so not only was I the only black girl in my midwifery training but you did the same thing (laughs) (laughs) because of my um, you know previous birth experience Mm -hmm. as a doula then it allowed me to walk into a midwifery apprenticeship. So I apprenticed, and then I started practicing in Oakland with um, another black woman. And uh, that's how it started. And I caught my first baby with my hands on my 26th birthday. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> I don't know if I can catch a baby, but you can catch a baby. <laughs> you can catch um, a baby. So that's that's the in- and National Black Doula Association umbrella. Now we're going to shift to you 
in production. Oh, so I did know, you do your homework? I did. Okay. okay. So I found out. I first of all, like I said, when I found out about Tracy Collins, everybody was raving about her. And if you are a native of Atlanta, you already know the stigma. Everybody in Atlanta says that they're the shit and they're this. And then you find out and you meet them and they're like, you are not the shit. You're trash. And mm-hmm. I was like, before I get to this point of meeting someone and listening to everyone else, I want to do my research. So I literally Googled, because Google is amazing, Tracy Collins and honey, <laughs> a- accolades, receipts, and so much came up. And I'm like, she's in production? Let's have this conversation because, you know, the creative in me, I'm like, okay, well, she's just the doula that I know and she's a trainer. And I'm like, but there's the production side. So let's talk about the production. Yes. The greatness of the production. You know what, Brittany? (laughs) That is actually my first love. Okay. And that's the thing that people really don't know about me. They Mm -hmm. may know the 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 midwife or the doula side of me or the NBDA side of me or mm-hmm. the many babies that I've helped guide into this world. But my first love is arts and entertainment. Mm-hmm. Like that is my true passion. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you want to know? Whew. How did you get into that? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I know you're from California yes. and I know that that is the land of plentiful creatives, but I want to know how you got into that production world. So I've been studying arts and entertainment since I was nine years old. I was okay. taking acting classes at ACT in San Francisco, which is American Conservatory Theater, at nine years old. Every Saturday, oh, wow. my dad would drag me to um, acting school. Okay. And I'm so grateful for that experience because it, it introduced me to the arts. And that's where I found my 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 creativity Mm -hmm. at such a young age and my love and passion for it. So throughout my formative years in school, I was in drama. I was in chorus. Mm -hmm. I studied. And I'm not the kind of person that just like, oh, I'm just going to take this class or I'm going to do this. When I go to the movies or when I watch stuff, I pay attention to the credits. I want to know who's producing what, who is the executive producer, who's the director, who's the writer, who is the stylist, who, like, I want to know. I want to know who's a casting director. Like, that is how I study. And and not only am I studying it in front of the scenes because Mm -hmm. of paying attention to who's acting in what and blah, 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 but I'm also paying attention to who's behind the scenes. And I started producing. I started producing content in the year... Uh, 10 years ago in, mm-hmm. in 2010 and um, okay. I started and when I I started in fashion production and I put a whole production together and I was the first person to bring full figure fashion to the west coast okay and when I did that that's when I discovered I'm a producing beast I love yes. producing <laughs> elements from start I love the concept of an idea and bringing it to life mm-hmm. and by the time either those curtains open or we hit the stage or whatever that my job is done mm-hmm. like I'm done unless I'm actually in a production that I put on myself and I've right. done that many times as well um and in the course of producing you know and being being fortunate to be named one of the most influential people to come out of the city of Oakland, Mm -hmm. which is really good. Like when you see your name up against like there's Tom Hanks and then there's like Mahershala Ali and then there's oh then there's like Rockman Dunbar and then there's oh Tracy Collins. I'm like, oh shit. Mm -hmm. You know, because (laughs) it was a friend of mine who screenshotted that and sent it to me. I was like, oh my gosh. 
Um, but in the course of producing, then I discovered that I could write. And then I discovered I could direct. Those are not my first loves. My first love is the concept right. and bringing all of the elements, including the money, together mm-hmm. and, and putting people in place and position so they can be given the opportunity to shine mm-hmm. and seeing them like grow and being recognized for their gifts and talent. Like, I I hate recycled talent in Hollywood. I love Mm -hmm. fresh new talent. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love fresh new talent. So um, I took three years off once I moved here. Uh, And one thing about me that I know, especially with stage, because I've primarily done theatrical productions, but, you know, I can do, like, have an idea and literally have a full production and show within two months. Mm -hmm. Like, that's how fast I can work. But when I moved here, I took time off. I took three years off. So from 2016, basically, to 2020. So about, yes, well, I moved here in 2016. So I took a three-year hiatus in production, and Mm -hmm. now in 2020, I'm back. And I'm moving into television. I'm moving in, but everything that I do is black woman centered, mm-hmm. empowered, and focused. Like everything I do, no matter if it's in working with them on the holistic, you know, health side, or mm-hmm. if it is in arts and entertainment, it will always have a black female lead. So, to touch on that, what about black women? It, obviously, because you are one, but really drives you to be an advocate. Because not there are black women that, like me, are in the dark about the power of the black woman. And I'm slowly learning that in my journey to figuring out who this person is. Um, but what what started your passion to be an advocate for black women? Well, because we're the shit. Right. We are literally <laughs> the shit. And, and I mean it because we are the prototype and you can't get no greater than that. We are the first. We are the original. So you cannot get any greater than that. And one of the things about being a black woman is whatever we touch, we excel in. If Mm -hmm. we're dedicated to it, we will lead it with force and dominance. Um, And we're shut down on so many uh, in so many ways in this society, Mm -hmm. you know, from who we are to how we look or how we think or the texture of our hair or how brilliant we are, our level of intellect being asked to do jobs that we don't get paid for. Mm -hmm. I mean, the list can go on and on and on and on and on. Right. So my passion is helping to reshape that. Like Mm -hmm. own own who you are because your gift is not for you. Your gift is to to bless and enhance somebody else. So when you sit on that, you're not only living up, you're not living your purpose of why you've been put here on this earth, but you're not allowing anyone else to be touched because somebody out there needs you. Mm -hmm. So when and in the course of doing that, I deal a lot with black women and value. Like because we've been suppressed Mm -hmm. and depressed you know, within this infrastructure called America, (laughs) you know, and we're attacked between our personal relationships, our professional relationships, our relationship with self, Mm. our value is so low that I spend so much time dealing in the value of who we are Mm -hmm. that it, it, and until we unlock and unleash that, you can't live your fullest potential Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of work that has to be done. Yeah. So, that's that's a lot. <laughs> but, you know, just hearing all that and then knowing about the... So, recently, um, I was at Tracy's event for Black Women Speak, 
And it was amazing to just hear the different points of view of Black women um, and just the different traumas, successes, questions, stories that they had. Um, and being a Black woman is tough. It is very, it's, it's very difficult in a white-run world. Um, and I wanted to really get Tracy here to allow women to, one, feel comfortable in their skin, but to really show you that the sky is the limit. Um, and during your Black Women Speak, um, we talked about sex, obviously. It always <laughs> follows me. It just always comes up. We talked about sex. That. <laughs> but in that, you know, and before we started this recording, we were um, talking about, you know, some other things. And one of the things that she says, and so does everybody else that talks to me about doing my work, is mirror work. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, I, I'm sure everybody else has heard the concept. I think I'm the only infant that has never heard of mirror work until uh, I met Tracy and every other person around me that mirrors Tracy. Um, but can you explain what the importance is of doing mirror work as a black woman? So uh, that's twofold. So one, I'll, I'll tackle it from just a, a woman perspective first. Mm -hmm. From a position and a place of a woman, it's really important that you know who you are. Part of knowing who you are is becoming introspective on so many different levels. You mm -hmm. have to be introspective when it comes to your level of intellect, your 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 um, your emotional maturity, your mm -hmm. spiritual maturity. But then part of like being physically mature is not just the physical aspects but the what the ability of being a female does mm -hmm. like with your with your own body we have the ability to bring forth life you mm -hmm. know we have the ability to be naturally multi-orgasmic if we can reach that point in our you know as far as our sexual evolution but the importance of mirror work, it goes back once again, it goes to value. Mm. So with black women in particular, seeing we've been taught that we're not beautiful. We've been taught that our bodies are too much or too little. Mm -hmm. They're not this, this, the European beauty standard, right. um, which we all know is, is bullshit. It right. really is. Um, because beauty is really in the eye of the beholder and beauty comes in all different shapes and sizes mm -hmm. and colors. Um, and textures but mm -hmm. with black women because of the value and then you have maybe she wasn't valued as a young girl growing up and she wasn't told she was beautiful mm -hmm. um, she was told maybe she was too ample or maybe men started paying attention to her too uh, to at a, at a young age so her introduction her in to self mm -hmm. and sex was was negative when you do mirror work, it's a part of you reclaiming your power. Mm -hmm. It's a part of saying, this is who I am. Right. This is what I like because I know, because I've done it and I've experienced it for myself. Mm -hmm. um, part of doing mirror work is like, oh, my God, this is what I look like. Meaning, like, you got to get real intimate with yourself. And it requires a level of self-acceptance right. because you become introspective about what it is. In who you are, but I'm a big fan. I'm always naked, baby. I'm always <laughs> naked, child. 
Well, I tell you, when I got home yesterday, I couldn't wait to take my clothes off. <laughs> I was walking around naked with my kimono just like hanging. And all you see was a kimono and titties and waistbands, honey. I mean, I, you, that is that is me. It's, it's just me. And it's not uncommon for my children or my honey to see me like that because this is just what she does. Right. But um, and I've always been a curvaceous girl. Like I've always been that girl. Mm-hmm. And I, I, too, have been told that I wasn't pretty or, you know, you're too you're too thick you're too thick or (laughs) your hair ain't long enough which now Mm -hmm. is bald by choice you know and then Mm -hmm. also by nature so (laughs) it's like you know it's it's all of these things but this Mm -hmm. is me this is me and if I don't love me and accept me first then how dare me expect somebody else to do it because Mm -hmm. they're not gonna love me to the to the ability that I know I deserve to be loved right long answer but that's the reason and the benefit of mirror work so I want to know the formula on how to be unapologetically you. And I know that that will, will look different right. for everyone. And it's going to take some work to be unapologetically Tracy in that sense. But how did you become unapologetically you? I know. And I asked that because I remember at your um, your event, The Black Women Speak, your daughter talked about the growing up with you and just seeing the process of how you were versus how you are now yeah. and to hear how you possibly were from her mouth I'm like I can't see that I cannot <laughs> see anything besides who she is because who I know that you know no one is perfect but to, from the outside looking in somebody who's doing the work it's like how the hell did she get there and and be so unapologetic and flawless about it like what is the formula? Well, there's Share. no one formula for all. And and understand this is like I'm highly flawed like everybody else. Mm. But um, one of my things, I love silence and I love being alone and I love me time. Okay. Um, and being comfortable in silence. A lot of people aren't comfortable in silence because it requires it, they they end up thinking. Their mind ends up running and they're okay. uncomfortable with their thoughts. You know, but when you get to a place of like, no, I don't want to be here anymore. And you've been down and had very dark moments. I mean, there was like a few years ago, like part of my transition here to Atlanta was like I was about to be up out of here by choice. Mm -hmm. But in the middle of all of that, that darkness and despair and having panic attacks and then realizing I deal with anxiety, all of those things, I birthed, you know, something great in the Mm -hmm. midst of all of that. And it was a part of my evolution. Like I had to go through that so I could grow because okay. had I not you know the the bigger you are the harder you fall or the you know to whom much is given much is required right nobody wants to do that required work mm-hmm. and all I kept saying was whatever it is let me get the lesson and let me be a blessing to somebody else's life another woman's life so mm-hmm. or in particular a black woman so she doesn't have to go through what i went through so as long as i share my story right. so that was i was praying in my darkest moments i was praying for somebody outside of myself and so um all of that flawedness came you know this level of and I've always been this way too. Mm-hmm. It was like something I came in here with this whole fuck you personality. Like I was literally a girl being sent to the you know vice principal's office because my mouth was too flippant. Like that was <laughs> me. Like me. <laughs> you know that that's always been me. Mm-hmm. But there's a way to like you begin to understand like as you grow, like everything doesn't need to be said. 
And I can show mm. you better than I can tell you. Because like you mentioned, a lot of people are a lot of talk, mm-hmm. but no action behind it. Right. And for me, I, I really want my legacy to be not only my children, but the work that I do. Like right. it's, and that's why it's hard for me to talk about myself when people say, well, introduce yourself. Like, what do you want me to say? Because I really want my work just to speak for me. I don't want right. to do any talking about like about who I am. Right. Because... You know, I'm here to do a job. I'm on an assignment while I'm in this physical form. Mm -hmm. And then when my assignment is up, then it's time for me to go. And I'm very comfortable with that. And I'm very comfortable with with death. But I also hold spirit to it to I hold God up to like this is what you said then you gonna this is what you gonna do right. like I'll play with that like you don't put all of this shit and I'll be I'll be like Lord forgive me but right. you don't put all this shit on me to do then right. guess what you better make a way because right. this is what you said you were gonna do right so when you start taking the level of stance with the universe God be like okay you know you ain't right. playing now right. and but when you start walking in full alignment and you know when you've grown through and you've had your own personal setbacks and failures then those become your testimonies you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying that's when you become relatable because it's like oh okay you're not all that I'm not my shit stink like everybody else you know (laughs) girl my shit stink like everybody else the difference is what I do with what I have Mm -hmm. and my consistency in nature and my tenacity I dare you to fuck with me like if you you gotta fuck with me real hard mm-hmm. because even in that I'm gonna still move and in my response to you I'm still gonna move with the utmost integrity and you mm-hmm. may never like me but you have no choice but to respect me and I'm mm. a creative beast by nature like right. that's why people are like how are you able to bust shit out it's because I'm naturally creative that was a God given ability and I'm mm-hmm. so grateful for that but I know how to monetize on my level of creativity as well mm. so. With that, how do you manage your sanity (laughs) with everything that you have going on? Because I know that you have the podcast, which we're going to talk about, um, your production company, you're a doula, um, you are training. How do you manage all of that and stay Well, I'm sure sex plays a role. Oh, sex plays a role. Well, first of all, I I say no. I say no. Mm -hmm. And I love the word no. I've always been a fan of the word no. But, you know, I say no. I ain't got to do that shit. No, mm-mm, don't want to. And keep it pushing. I don't have no feelings about my saying no. Mm-hmm. Um, so that way, you know, setting up proper boundaries for myself. I don't deliver babies anymore because that's that's not my, my gift is greater than being in the delivery room. And I've spent many years in the delivery room, have assisted in well over 1,500 births. I've done my work there. But in in order for me to reach the masses that I know my assignment is here to do mm-hmm. and to reach the necessary women, I had to remove myself. And it was very hard, not because I wanted to stay there, because I didn't. Mm-hmm. It was the, it you know, people try, kept trying to pull me in. Um and I had to remove myself even monetarily from that aspect and be able to focus on building companies so I can affect lives on, in a, on a greater scale. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, definitely. And then I have office hours, you know, I ha- and I try to stick to that. And I know my peak hours. Like, mm-hmm. I'm really good in the morning, and you know. Ideas come to me. I'm really focused. I'm tunnel vision in the mornings. Mm-hmm. But come 2 o'clock, I'm shit. Between 2 o'clock, <laughs> you ain't get shit out of me. Like, for real. Like, I can't think. I can't function between 2 and 5 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Maybe even 6. And then I'm in bed early. 
And I that time I usually try, even though I'm on my phone, I'm trying to work on that, you know, not being on social media. Mm-hmm. But I reserve that 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 night time for my honey time. Like mm-hmm. that's my honey time. Right. And I don't take any calls. I have to do it business after five o'clock. So right. it's really important for me to have those parameters. Another thing I've done, which I'm so grateful I've done, is I now have an executive assistant who handles my shit. It's like, cool. it's like, because I, I can't, because right. if I need to grow, I need somebody to be able to handle the day-to-day task right. of me not responding to this and this and that. Right. Um, so I'm so grateful that she's come aboard this year. She started in, in uh, the first of January. Okay. So... That is also part of like me being who I am. It's like I need people behind me. Then I have like good good girlfriends. It's like, girl, you want to go eat? Yeah, let's go eat. Mm-hmm. And like I don't have a lot of friends. Like I don't. I can count my friends on one hand, and I'm not going to even use all my fingers. Right. But it's the quality of right. that authentic, authentic relationship with another black woman. Right. And that sisterhood. It, and I nourish that sisterhood. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like we both nourish it. So it's um, that is important to me because, right. you know, my friends give me another, you know, uh, I don't know, just like a breath of fresh air mm-hmm. that nobody else does because right. I don't take I don't take that lightly. Right. So I, all of that. And then, oh, oh my God. I'm the, like, yes, I like use my womanizer vibrator. And <laughs> yes, like I'm getting ready to go on a cruise. I was about to text, honey, can we like dick me down real quick before right. <laughs> I go on this old five, six day cruise? Like I need some of that right. energy, like right. you need to handle your business. So I'm not as active as I want to be, mm-hmm. but we try to get it in at least two, three times a week. Ooh. Don't let my husband hear that because he's gonna be like, "See, Tracy does it." Like, listen, like not there yet. Two to three times a week, try to try to get it in. Okay, so you started um, answering this question by talking about no. And on my way here, I was listening to uh, Tracy's podcast, which is Healthy Black Girl Podcast. And I never have time to listen to podcasts, y'all. So please charge my busy schedule and not my heart. Um, but I actually listened to the episode of The Power to Say No yeah. because I, like your sister, am a yes man. I will say yes to anything, not because um, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm sometimes afraid to say no because I care about the other person's perspective and their feelings. Uh-huh. Um, and I have always been that way because yeah. I have two very dominant parents. They are both alphas and they... Um, have very strong personalities and saying no to them was a challenge so it was like you said no to me why mm-hmm. like wait a minute uh, as Tracy said if you are not well they were financing they weren't fucking me uh, <laughs> and they're feeding you too right so yeah. technically two out of three yeah. <laughs> I guess I did owe them an explanation yeah. but you know now they're not so um, I just I want to understand how to say no but Anyways, we'll talk about it another day. Um, but talk, let's talk about this podcast. Yeah. And how <laughs> that manifested. I was oh. so excited when Tracy put together this podcast. I'm like, you know what, y'all? I might just end everything and just study under Tracy and this podcast <laughs> because it is definitely needed in the black community to learn how to be healthy and own your blackness as a woman. And yeah, healthy black girl podcast. So, 
once again, it goes back to changing the narrative, which mm-hmm. is the reason for the title, Healthy Black Girl, mm-hmm. um, which we now have shirts, too, that are really cute. I they are wear. cute. They're so <laughs> cute. Um, but and I did. You and I had conversations offline because, you know, I saw you were doing a podcast mm-hmm. and it was it was like, OK, how is it? And I wanted to I'm not technical. Like I know mm-hmm. my my weaknesses and I'm right. not a technical person. And surprisingly, it was more technical than I anticipated it being. Oh, yes, it is. And I did not. <laughs> I didn't want to assume that level of responsibility. Mm-hmm. I wanted to go in there with content and be the creative that I am. Right. And um, so Healthy Black Girl Podcast, we just, I think we recorded, I think I recorded now eight episodes. There have been wow. five that have been released. Mm-hmm. And then the next three are, are soon to follow. Mm-hmm. And they're released every Tuesday. And we talk about different aspects of health for black women. It can be mm-hmm. our physical health. It could be our emotional mental, sexual, spiritual health. And these are all of the elements and areas that I tackle. Mm-hmm. And I, when I don't do them just with segments just myself, I bring or such, um, episodes with just myself, mm-hmm. I bring on other black women who are experts in their field mm-hmm. because it's like, okay, like let's, let's hear it from another black woman's level of expertise. Mm-hmm. And it's really important to me as once again, there's that, that's that, I don't know, that producer in me that wants to give other people or other black women platforms to shine and right. it's really been it's really fun to record i love healthy black girl mm-hmm. i don't ever go back and listen so whatever the fuck i say <laughs> when i say it and sometimes i feel good about what i say mm-hmm. um i feel confident like but yesterday i recorded the episode i was like oh i don't know if i feel that great about it mm-hmm. but it's out there you know or right. it will be out there um but it's fun it's really fun and this my studio home has now or they're just like, okay, Tracy, we're, you know, it's just become another home for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's been a really great experience developing Healthy Black Girl. Yeah. yeah. And every black woman can relate to it. Or every woman yes, can relate to it. But it's can. gotten a lot of, um, we've gotten a lot of positive feedback. Mm-hmm. A lot of positive feedback. And also, it goes back to my mouth. That mouth that I was getting in trouble with before. You know what I'm saying? Gap. It's like, <laughs> now it's like it, it ends up being celebrated mm-hmm. because it ends up being that, you know, unapologetically who I am. Mm-hmm. I don't care what people think about me. Um, it, and I, I don't, uh, my children, if, outside of my children, my parents, mm-hmm. my like my immediate family, like my sister, mm-hmm. my honey, absolutely. Like outside, I don't care. And the reason right. why I don't care is because I can't focus right. on that because I have to. I have to make sure I'm walking in my truth. And as long right. as I'm pleasing God and my ancestors and those right. people that I just named, mm-hmm. that's it. Right. That means I've done my job. Right. And whoever loves me, I'm grateful for. I'm mm-hmm. grateful to share you know, myself with you in that way. And right. then everybody else, if you don't like me, that's okay because I'm not going to be for everybody. And right. I understand that too. And that's the beauty of humanity is the vast differences that we have. Right. So I, I, that's why, like, you know, basing what I say or how I move off of, you know, of what somebody may think, mm-hmm. I can't do that because I'm not an emotionally driven person gotcha. and emotions come and go. Right. And I, I try to move very much so in logic, which almost is to a fault with me. It's better than being <laughs> emotional because I am emotionally driven and that shit gets me in trouble. 
Yeah. Uh, Emotions come and go. Yeah. It, is. it gets me in trouble. But I'm excited. So uh, you can follow Healthy Black Girl Podcast on Instagram, Facebook. It, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, mm-hmm. and then the stream. I really just focus on Spotify, iTunes, gotcha. and Google, but it is everywhere. And then eventually um, we'll be on, I'm, I'm aiming for iHeart. That's because iHeart is, you know, you have to do a little bit more time mm-hmm. with iHeart. <laughs> but we, we're everywhere. I think, you know, but the main ones we're on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm excited, you guys, and I thank you so much for talking to me. I was literally sweating bullets the whole way here. I'm like, oh, my gosh, what am I going to say to Tracy? How am I going to keep my composure? But I think I did good, you guys. You did amazing. I my butt cheeks together the whole time. Oh, my Lord, child. <laughs> so I did good, and I'm excited for you guys to get to know Tracy and just bask in her excellence please go to all of her events i try to be at least at everyone not just one all of them um if i can and i encourage you guys to do the same and they can find me on um what is it instagram Mm -hmm. at tracy collins i have to spell my name right though it's t-r-a-c-i-e so Mm -hmm. tracy collins at instagram and on facebook as well Um, and i don't ever Dylan. I mean, I have Twitter, but I don't fuck with it like that. Yeah. yeah. Twitter is <laughs> a joke these days. Yeah. But yes, thank you so much for coming You're and talking to my crazy me. audience. Yeah. <laughs> I love you guys. Love and you. Yeah. Have a wonderful day, and I will catch you guys on the next episode. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in, Soul Fam. I hope you were entertained, got a good laugh, and started your healing process. Make sure you like, subscribe, and share SoulCast with your mama name. And if you're feeling generous, go ahead and drop five stars and some feedback for me, love. Catch you next time. Peace.